Welcome to FuseCast, brought to you by Fuse ATL. We unite and ignite Atlanta's marketing community. On this show, we talk about creativity, marketing, and pretty much anything we think will inspire the Atlanta marketing community. So what do you think? Are you ready to light the fuse? Let's dive in. Joining me on the show today is, I don't even know how to describe you, artist extraordinaire, maybe? Uh, Greg Mike. Uh, Greg Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. it. Listen, I'm very excited. Your work in Atlanta is so prolific. And I think almost everyone in Atlanta has seen and appreciated your work, whether they know it's your work or not. And so uh, let's start by like you just walking through like who you are, what you're about. I already know, but some of our listeners might not. And maybe where they might have seen some of your work around Atlanta. For sure. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, my name is Greg Mike, artist, designer, based in Atlanta. Been uh, in Atlanta close to 20 years now. Um, I actually grew up, uh, went to school at Florida State years years ago and uh, used to travel to Atlanta a lot and just really fell in love with the city and the creative you know, atmosphere here and the culture and um, the energy of the city. And um, yeah, when it was time to kind of plant my, my flag somewhere, Atlanta seemed like the next logical step. It seemed like there was a lot of growth and opportunity and uh, room for creativity in the market. Um, and I was painting a lot of murals at the time, doing a lot of street art um, and founded a gallery here called ABV Gallery. Um, and that's was about 13 years ago in Studio Plex, Old Fourth Ward District of Atlanta, uh, where we do we do gallery shows here. I also have a design agency as well um, called ABV Agency, where we work on all our commercial projects, whether that's you know brands, collaborations, things of that nature. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, outer Space Project. I started a mural festival here about five years ago. We painted close to 100 murals all over Atlanta. Um, whether that's, you know, my work or artists that I've curated through our network over the years. Um, yeah. And those are, those are just a few things. Um, I try to, you know, keep my hands in, in all things creative, whether it be my murals that people have probably seen around town or curating art for the city of Atlanta and hopefully building the artistic community here. Um, but yeah, it's all various creative projects, um, and they range. So I kind of wear a lot of different hats. Um, my main focus is, is my art and my fine art and murals and, um, and then also just uh, curating and uh, creative directing the agency and the gallery here. I mean, that's fantastic. And I know uh, one of your sort of signature characters, I guess, is, is it Loud Larry? Is that, am I remembering the name correct? Is that right? Larry Loudmouth. Yeah. Larry Loudmouth. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's the, yeah. So describe, because I, I feel like a lot of our listeners around Atlanta have seen Larry Loudmouth and don't know the name. And so, so like describe that to our listeners so they kind of can put, put it in perspective. For sure. Yeah. It's this, uh, square, um, blue character. Um, it's got a chip tooth. Um, it started from uh, probably close to 13 years ago. I was making stickers and drawing these things, these pop star cans, which what I called them at the time. That was my first solo show that I did in 2009. And it was just this reoccurring mouth that appeared on all these characters that I was drawing. It's obviously inspired by, you know, I grew up watching retro cartoons, um, you know, the old vintage Disney stuff, Flesher Studios, you know, mid-century cartoons, that mix with, you know, skateboard graphics, graffiti, street art, all that stuff combined kind of is what, you know, where my style was developed from. And 
I started making stickers and then putting stickers up all over the city and selling stickers and they were available in the shop. And it was this reoccurring mouth. Uh, at the time, you know, when I was a, a, a starving artist growing up in the scene, like the only stickers I could get, I couldn't afford the die cut stickers. So it was a square sticker. So I was, I was moving the, uh, I was moving the artwork around uh, my artwork on the template, which was a square at the time. And the mouth kind of seemed to fit perfect in there. So then I adjusted it from like a design standpoint and made it more square and made it fit. And that was back when Twitter uh, had square icons and Instagram had square icons. Now they're all around now just from a, a design change, aesthetic change. Um, but yeah, that's where that initial uh, character icon came from. And then over the years, you know, I started painting it in all my murals. You know, I was traveling the globe painting murals and this character was was in there. Most of the times it's it's showing like a, an energetic, you know, almost loud look and feel and with exclamation points coming out of it or hearts or different like symbols. And I started thinking more about it. And I'm like, OK, I've developed this mouth. But what does this mouth say? Um, so we opened up a platform like more community based where it was loud mouth says. And that was where, you know, fans, followers, uh, community could could type in whatever was on their mind, which was pretty cool because I wanted it to be larger than just my voice. You know, this character, what does this voice sound like? These are like constant things that are going through my head as this character is developing over the years. Um, but yeah, we opened up this thing called the Loudmouth Says um, contest and we did it through our website and built out a site where people could submit their submissions. And then those things would appear on billboards throughout cities. So it's cool because over time, this character that was just this this mouth, a reoccurring, reoccurring mouth on these cans then evolved into more of a community-based project where it was like more of a voice of a community. Um, you know, I've, I've held down the billboard here in Atlanta on Krog Street over there. And all those those sayings that you see are all things that uh, people other than myself have submitted. So, you know, we'll do these these contests, these loudmouth says contests, and people will, you know, submit close to a thousand phrases each time. And then we'll go through with my team and pick the favorites and send those people care packages with limited edition prints and a lot of cool, unique, exclusive stuff. And then their voices get amplified on these billboards. So that's yeah. kind of like, you know, the 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 short story of, you know, the goal of the project as a whole, too, is is, you know, when people look at this icon they don't just think of like my work and, and my voice as an artist but the voice of the larger community man i love that and, and and i know from you know looking at some of your work you're all about bringing the community together so maybe tell us a little bit about the the public art scene around atlanta for listeners that may not really be aware of it yeah i mean it's been such a big thing for the city of atlanta i mean i, I travel all over the world and i hear people that talk about the public art scene in atlanta and it's such a special thing to me and and being able to add to that um, is, you know, just something incredible. You know, this moment in time where Atlanta's at this like extreme moment of growth in the city with development. And, you know, my goal is to make sure that art doesn't, you know, get washed away. And, um, you know, we're trying to constantly work with developers to to make sure that public art is included in their project. We're, we're working to bring artists from outside of the city in, which, you know, gets more eyes on our city, but then also, elevate the, the local artists as well. One big thing with me is, you know, the bigger my art career gets, the more I want to also bring others up with me as well. Um, 
So we do that through Outer Space Project, which is our mural festival. You know, it's a, an important part of that festival is, um, you know, half the roster is always local and half the roster is out of town. So we do get eyes on the city from the bigger names, but then also some folks have never created a mural and then do it for our project. And then a lot of these folks I've seen with their careers just kind of explode. And, um, you know, it's just, it feels good to be able to do that and make sure that, you know, we're getting eyes on, on all the, on the city of Atlanta, but then also helping um, younger emerging talent as well. Yeah. And I was watching one of your videos and you, you said something interesting about public art. You mentioned that it's always sort of sad when it goes away and that's all the more reason you should go and enjoy it now because it's here now and it, it won't be here forever because it's, that's the nature of public art, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, our, I mean, one of our big taglines and mottos for outer space project is explore the creative unknown. And that, that means, you know, public art has the ability to bring people into different neighborhoods that they might not visit. Um, so one of the goals with that project is putting murals all over the city and not just, you know, one specific area. So it's been cool to do that where it's like, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, folks get out on the road and, and visit our mural map and, and go to all different various areas of the city and hopefully visit different businesses in those locations and, and get out and explore what they might not typically go to. So, you know, that's definitely something that we, we encourage and push folks to do. I love that. I love that. Well, so, so let's talk a little bit about creativity. I mean, obviously you're a very creative guy. You, you do art, your, I know your agency does a lot of really creative and interesting things, just very outside of the box ideas for companies. So like, how do you, how do you think about create creativity? Uh, how do you like when you need to be creative? Is there anything you do? Do you have any habits or just like kind of walk us through that? Yeah. I mean, for me, I think creativity in general, I'm just inspired by coming up with big ideas and seeing how we can bring them to life. Uh, I think that's what excites me most, whether it is a mural and it's something new and challenging, um, you know, just in my head, I always see the end result. And then I think the exciting part is figuring out how to get from point A to point B and what's in the middle and, and how we can make these things a reality and, and doing things that have never been done before um, excites me creatively. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, we built a, a 30 foot tall live art pyramid on the beach during Art Basel one year that 12 artists, you know, painted live for a few days. You know, that was one of those things that was a wild idea. It was a napkin sketch. And then me and the team got together and we figured out how to, you know, create this, work with engineers to fabricate it. But things like that, where it's like, okay, what's something wild that people have never seen before, whether that's an event like outer space, or it's a, a structure that we design and fabricate and build and paint live at a music festival, or is it a gallery show or, or a new creative hub, which we're working on now? Um, you know, it's things like that. I think that really inspire me. And then along the way, it's, you know, it's anything that, I interact with, I feel like, you know, I always say that, you know, I'm constantly feel like I'm like a, a, a camcorder that's visually recording everything I see. And that goes into this melting pot that's, you know, that's, that's pushed around. And then whatever comes out, it, that's the creative final product. But it, it's like, you got to kind of always look at things with open eyes. Um, whenever you're traveling, you know, traveling is a big thing for inspiration for me, because I feel like when you travel, you kind of look at things a little bit different. You know, it's easy to get into the, the routine of your daily, you know, driving to work and, and doing the same repetitive actions. Or when you travel, you're kind of looking, you automatically have to look at things in a different light because you're not used to your surroundings. So definitely travel is a big one. 
Um, music inspires me creatively. Like I find it extremely difficult to, to create anything uh, without music playing. So definitely when I'm in the lab, music is always on, multi-genre. I always say music's my, my speed. Um, and that could refer to, you know, just like, you know, if I'm in a crunch time deadline, I want to listen to electronic music. If, you know, if, if I'm chilling, trying to kind of wind down and set goals in my, in my studio or my, my vision, you know, my vision board, maybe it's like some more down tempo chill stuff that kind of helps me relax and see bigger picture and zoom out. Um, but then also like live music as well. I mean, I'm, I'm always inspired by live music, um, going to live shows. And, you know, I, I think, always trying to convey that. Like, I think there's a lot of parallels with art and music and um, a big goal for us is always like trying to make sure music and art is always on the same level because like you see a lot of these music festivals that are like, we're a music and arts festival, but then you go there and it's like the focus is on the music, you know, they're on these big stages, right. And they're, yeah. you know, headlining acts. So how do we make sure that art isn't just a second afterthought? Right. So that's why we're always talking about like, let's build, build huge stages and huge walls and, and get people to look at art from a from a, a different light. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, I love that perspective, especially like the part where you're talking about traveling and seeing things with like that fresh perspective. It reminded me that you know, like you said, like when you're on your morning commute, you kind of don't even see anything. Like like it's it's almost like you start the commute and you end the commute and you, it's a blur in between. Yeah, and the cool thing about like street art as well, like when we paint a wall on the streets and you get that moment of uh if it is you know a, a daily commute you're doing and then one day you drive by and there's this boom you know like surprise and delight moment i think that really excites people as well and i i know i, I love like hearing from people when we're painting these murals and, and they're they're seeing the progress you know they're seeing mm -hmm. for two weeks a mural come to life and they're commenting on social social media and they're stopping by and they're dropping off drinks and they're you know meeting the artists like you know, that, that always gives you a good feeling knowing that you're doing the right thing, right thing in the city. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, I've, in, I've experienced that. I mean, driving down ponds and seeing, you know, one of your murals, like, like, wow, I did, I didn't see that last time. That was, that's amazing. And it, it you know, it kind of brightens your day, right? Which yeah. is kind of the point I, I would imagine. So, um, yeah, I really, I really love it. Love the work. So I'm, I'm curious, like you do a lot of art, like a lot of creative things. And I would imagine some of them come with deadlines so what do you do when you know you've got a deadline you've got to meet, you know you've got to create something, but maybe you're not quite feeling creative? Like, does that ever happen to you? And if so, what do you do about it? Yeah, actually a lot. Um, you know, we're definitely in a business where people want everything yesterday. Um, so we're, we're constantly trying to educate how long some of these projects really take to get the art that we're happy about because you know there's nothing worse than rushing a project and then not being excited to share it or get behind it so we definitely we definitely that's something we're always focusing on i've noticed which is odd um a lot of times when i'm not feeling creative and i'm learning more and more i mean i feel like the older you get the more you understand your process um you figure out what works what doesn't work but but i've actually noticed that Sometimes I like a lot of people say, oh, you need to go get inspired, you know, do something visually. But I've actually found that I need to do the opposite of that. I found a lot of the times, you know, whether that's like, OK, let me go take a hike in the woods or let me go play some golf or um, do something completely opposite. It almost like relaxes my brain in a way where the creativity and the ideas come to it sub 
from a subconscious manner versus trying to sit there and force it and say, okay, I need to come up with this creative idea. If you let your brain kind of relax and almost be distracted, a lot of the times those ideas will just kind of like creatively just naturally flow. Yeah, I mean, I think I've actually done, I've read some studies about that in neuroscience where they talk about, like, they, can't, they talk about them like, as like shower ideas. Like, when, in those moments when you finally let your brain stop working on overdrive all the time and you sort of let everything marinate under the surface, that's when you're truly, like, your brain's able to have the capacity to make connections in areas that it wouldn't normally make connections and you can come up with truly innovative and creative ideas, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love that. Okay, so and, and I, I would not have imagined you like choosing like like you're creating this beautiful mural. Like I'm gonna go play golf right now. Like <laughs> that seems like such a, a such a funny juxtaposition. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So. I mean, I wish it happened like that more often than none. Where I just left the project midway to go play golf. I don't. I don't know how that would fly on on some of these client commercial projects. <laughs> um, but Probably yeah, not. it's definitely, it's definitely, I think catches people off guard when they're like, wait, you're an artist, but you play golf. That's strange. You enjoy that. Like I wouldn't expect an artist to play golf. No, I, uh, I grew up, I spent some time in South Florida. So we used to mess around when I was younger and then, um, really kind of like didn't really play at all. And, um, when COVID hit, uh, I was like one of the activities that was, you know, socially distant that my wife was like, yeah, sure. You can go play golf with your buddies, you know, versus hanging out at a bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, it, uh, we got back into it during COVID and then we actually launched a, uh, a golf music and arts festival. So again, one of these wild ideas where we're like, golf just seems, you know, at times seems like a, a tough sport for everyone to get into, you know, it's kind of, it's, you know, a little bit stuffy. It's got a lot of, a lot of history in it. Um, we felt like there was a need for, for golf to kind of, um, just have a little bit more, you know, creativity in it. So we started something called Party Tour. We launched it in South Florida. We just finished one in Arizona. But that was, you know, it had live art, music, DJs, and a day of golf and a tournament. But you're seeing a lot of that, I feel like, where, you know, time, the times are changing and, and you're seeing more art involved in everything, whether that's, yeah. you know, the sports. You know, we work with a lot of sports teams from the Falcons and Braves and, I love seeing all these like teams like really support art and realize the value of art and understand, you know, what a true artist collaboration can do for a brand and, and what it can do on getting eyes, you know, maybe eyes that aren't into sports, you know, that are strictly into arts now more into sports because, you know, they saw, saw a specific artist that collaborated with a sports team. So yeah. that type of stuff brings me a lot of joy is like, how do we, how do we mix things up? Right. Like, how do we do it different? How do we bring something unique? How do we, not change, but elevate a game like, like golf. Right. I love that. And, and, and it made me think of something too. And, and I can't decide if it's me getting older or if the culture is actually changing. It's kind of, it's always hard <laughs> to tell, like, is it my perspective that's changing or is the culture changing? But it, I have noticed that there seems to be more of a public embrace of art in general than there ha than there was say 25 years ago. I mean, is that, am, am I seeing that correctly or is it just me? Yeah, I, I think a lot of that is due to social media um, okay. and just people being connected. Um, you know, I think it was kind of the perfect storm, a lot of it with, uh, you know, there was a lot of these graffiti artists that got older, that got into more, um, I guess, more approachable, friendlier art. 
um, you know, graffiti, I think, is looked at in a certain aspect. And then a lot of these artists that kind of grew up got more, I hate to use the word fine art, but, um, you know, things got more abstract. It was less letters. It was more colors. It was more shapes. Um, and then social media came along and Instagram became so popular and everybody needed backgrounds and everybody wanted to travel and take photos of walls and murals. And uh, I think it was kind of the perfect storm there where, where things became recognizable. You know, you go to certain cities and, you know, you know, there's a Shepherd Ferry Obey piece and you're going to take a picture of it and you're going to post it on your social media and you're going to tag the artist. And, you know, just that, like the social networking side of things, you know, kind of made everything travel a lot faster and educated people quicker. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, all that happening as well too, with brands realizing, you know, traditional marketing isn't working as, as well as it used to of just putting out a, an ad and trying to sell a product, but give people something more authentic and real. And I think that's what you get with, with involving an artist in a brand collaboration project, mm. you know, letting the artist actually create something inspired by the brand versus saying, Hey, we're going to just, you know, blast a giant billboard with our logo on it people kind of became numb and, and immune to that stuff. Yeah. I think we've had enough of logos. That's for sure. Giant, <laughs> yeah. giant logo. Like that's, yeah, we can, we can yeah. do without more logos, no doubt. So I, I'm curious about, so we've talked about kind of, kind of creativity, you know, what inspires you, what you do when you're kind of hitting that roadblock. I'm curious, like what you would say to people that would say they're not very creative. Like, do you think that some people just aren't creative aren't uh, artistic or do you think maybe they're just not looking in the right places to create the right things? I think it's, you know, it's like a muscle that you need to work out, you know, your creativity, mm -hmm. just like, like anything else. It's like, uh, I'm like a firm believer that, that if you practice anything long enough, you're going to become good at it. Um, if you're determined and you put in the time, you're going to get the results. Um, you know, I've seen, I've seen it happen a million times over where, you know, artists that, that we've seen create, a piece in the gallery and now they're doing traveling the world, painting giant murals. And these are the same people that, you know, were stuck at dead end bar jobs and thought that they could never make it and never understood um, how to make money as, as an artist or creative. And I think all those people, there's one reoccurring thing. It's just the time and effort that they're putting into their craft. And, you know, whether that's, you know, playing basketball or, or doing art, you know, the only way that you're going to see the results is if you put in the time uh, and surrounding yourself with, what inspires you, right? Yeah. I mean, go to gallery shows, go to events, go to mural projects. If you're into art, you know, talk to uh, talk to other artists, watch YouTube videos, listen listen to podcasts. You got to surround yourself 24 seven, 365, you know, like live, work, dream it. Um, and you'll see success. There's no, there's no magic formula. Like there's always people that will send DMS on Instagram and be like, what's the secret? You know, like, how do I get exposure? And I'm, I'm like, there is no, the secret is hard work. The secret's dedication. That That's what it is. You know, yeah. um, a lot of people just don't want to put it in the work. Um, yeah. You know, they, so. So it, it, that's, I find that incredibly encouraging actually. Like that, like the, the concept that, especially coming from somebody, someone as prolific as you are, that if you want to be an artist, you have to put in the work. Like that's like that you're totally right. And, and that's a, and that's a, a a very attainable thing if you're willing to do it, which I think most people are not, but for anyone listening that is willing to put in the work and, and it can happen. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like work is such a, I feel like sometimes it comes across as a negative word, but like mm -hmm. if, if you love what you do, you're never going to work a day in your life. So that's, you know, 
find i always tell people find a, find what you love to do and then you won't think about it as work you know yeah so hmm. it's a I scary word right it shouldn't be well maybe i mean maybe it's just effort though i mean it's it's that concept of like do you want to be good at something just take the time block out the time do it for an hour every day or 2 hours every day or whatever whatever your time can afford you and eventually you will continue to improve at it and you know, maybe it becomes a living and maybe it just becomes an amazing hobby and that's okay. Yeah. Either one's fine. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't try all those things, you're not going to know what, you, what you're, what you truly love and what you're, what you're good at as well. Uh, like I have a young kid who's uh, four and a half years old and I always tell him, I'm like, you need to try everything, whether it's a food on your plate or it's a sport that someone introduces you to. It's like, you might be the best, you know, tennis player in the world but if you never pick up a tennis ball in a tennis racket how are you going to know right mm. i feel like a lot yeah. of people kind of are closed-minded where they say oh you know i don't think i could be an artist just because in their head but like who knows maybe you're maybe you can't draw a straight line but you're the most incredible splatter artist that ever lived yeah. you know it's like yeah so and you won't know if you don't try of, yeah exactly we see a lot of that too where it's like it's really cool to see like these artists that come up with these unique styles that aren't traditional like I'm going to paint a realistic portrait, but come up with some unique, okay, I'm going to be a neon artist or something, right? And you, you come up with designs and you have someone else that fabricates your neon, but you're the best neon artist that's, that's ever lived, right? It's like, you know, if you never tried that, you'll never know. Yeah, that's right. So, um, man, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate your perspectives. I've, I've really two more questions. Uh, one is you create a lot like from, from art to, to, I mean, small art that's hanging on the wall behind you to huge murals, to events, to installations, to, I mean, like you create a lot. What's your favorite, do you have a favorite thing you create? Definitely murals because, uh, just spray paint in general. I don't know if you've ever, you know, sprayed a can of spray paint, especially the new designer stuff, not the, the stuff that you buy at the hardware store. Um, uh, there's just like, the act of like spraying spray paint, I don't know, it's kind of exhilarating and uh, the excitement that comes from that and the, the, the speed and the quickness that you can work, um, you know, being able to spray a, a, you know, 40 by 40 foot wall in three days um, versus if you try to do it that with a brush, uh, it'd be night and day. And, you know, just like now with the technology of spray paint, the different caps and, and you know, the tools that are available that have been developed based, you know, created for making murals at that scale. Um, it's like just an incredible time to be alive and be able to use these tools. You know, it always trips me out to think about like the design and, and the technology behind spray paint. And now these, you know, these eight, nine, $10 cans of spray paint that they're spraying, that, that, they're, that they're creating that we use for these murals. Like, you know, you go back, you know, 40 years ago, these, you know, that technology was just starting to come out. So it's cool to be alive in, in a time period when we're utilizing these new unique tools and, you know, during so, one of the biggest art movements ever. So. Yeah. So, uh, so last question, um, you obviously are a successful artist and, and I'm defining success by people see and appreciate your work, right? That's how I'm, I'm choosing to define success in this. I, I've, I've seen your work, you know, other people in Atlanta have seen your work and appreciate your work. If you're talking to other creatives, what would you want them to know? What would you, what, what would you impart to them? Uh, work hard, stay humble, you know, follow your dreams and, and um, everything will work out. You just got to put in the time and the effort um, and just be a good person, man. 
be a good person. That's it. That's it. That's where it's at. Well, Greg, Mike, man, this is fantastic. Uh, very inspirational. I appreciate you just taking a few minutes to, to share your world with us today. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of FuseCast brought to you by Fuse ATL. If you're a part of the Atlanta marketing community and you aren't already connected with us, join Fuse ATL for free at fuseatl.org. This episode is a production of edgewise.media and I'm your host, Adam Walker.